it's the end of an era. A snort error. What was supposed to be one month became one decade. The weekly improv comedy show in Tamaki Makoto, which quickly became a cult hit and drew in crowds to the basement every Friday night, has come to an end. Each week on Culture 101, we invite a guest to share their love of culture and shout out to other artists and projects. And this week, it's Snort co-founder, comedian, 2019 Billy T Award nominee and actor Donna Brookbanks. And she joins me now. Kia ora, Donna. Kia ora. Thank you for coming in today. Thank you for having me. Battling the traffic because My it's a Santa parade. Word, you were, it was you were crawling. I was worried. <laughs> you were worried. My palms were sweaty. <laughs> Knees are weak. Arms spaghetti. But we were here. We are. We made it. So you had the final snort show. How did that go? Last Saturday, yeah, we did um, to celebrate, I guess, ten years of snort and it coming to an end. We did ten shows on Saturday starting at 12pm with a break for dinner at 6 <laughs> and finished up at 11pm um, with the 10pm show and uh, we had the option for audience members to buy tickets to every single show which wow. I think 15 audience members did that so that like was a snort amazing. marathon yeah snort marathon exactly mm. it yeah was it quite emotional it was emotional. I didn't know how I felt when I first went in. And then I was only scheduled to play three shows. I ended up pretty much sticking around and watching all of them. <laughs> yeah. Chris Parker played every, every show. show. He's in, he's a machine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very bittersweet, I think is the word I've been using, if that's one word. Is so the Snort has gone around the country, but for those people who haven't seen it, how would you describe it? It's it's Well, it's taken from... Uh, the ASCAT format from uh, Upright Citizens Brigade in the US. That's right. And, yeah, it, it's monologues and improv, isn't That's it? That's basically it, yeah. Um, Eli Matthewson, um thought we should try this format for the very first snort, and then we were going to mix it up with different formats, but we liked it so much that we kept it. It's basically, we get through about three monologues per show, I suppose, maybe four. Um, we often get um, celebrity guests or other comedians to come in and do the monologues based on a word from the audience, and then we do scenes based around those monologues. And it's all improvised? It's all improvised. Nothing is scripted at all, yeah. And this was only supposed to be one month. It was sort of, a, not a trial, but let's just do this for one month at yeah. the basement, see how it goes. I said to the basement theatre, uh, I've kind of got this idea, um, and Eli Matthewson and Eddie Deva were two from Ototahi who were helping me with it, and we kind of co-founded it, um, and we were like, let's just try Fridays for a month and see how it goes, and the very first one sold out. I remember standing in the wings being like, where did these people come from? <laughs> Who are you? And it just never stopped. And so we just kind of kept going. And it was $5 on the door cash, which is just, you know, that just wouldn't happen anymore. No. We had one of the <laughs> snort partners, you know, like one of the boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever, um, standing at the door with an ice cream <laughs> container that you had to put $5 in <laughs> as you came in, I think, or left. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah. And then I'd have to go to the bank. <laughs> Who even does that anymore? Goes to the bank and be like, "I've got to just deposit this money for snort, please." Got some wads of cash. <laughs> snort reference. Snort. Absolutely not drugs. I, I promise. <laughs> it's an improv show. We're very nerdy. <laughs> it was. It was. It became such a cult hit. And and to be honest, without outing myself as a complete loser, I went ev almost every Friday night, and I look back and think. What would I have done if it weren't for Snort? Where would I have got my social life? Yeah. Because that's where I met so many other 
people sort of our age or our generation, you know, trying to be actors, writers, producers, directors, everything. And it would be a place where you could go and say, what are you working on? Yeah. What What have you got, you know, in the wings? Is there anything we could collab on? So what do you think, what did it do for firstly the ensemble cast? And did you see any sort of ripple effects in the community and what it did for other people? Um, for the ensemble cast, it was huge because, you know, we quite quickly started going to Melbourne, to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Uh, and there, of course, we met people that were doing their shows and they'd come and do a monologue with Snort. So like David O'Doherty, James Acaster, um, just Hannah Gadsby. You never even think of these people anymore like doing a tiny little New yeah. Zealand show and um and so making those connections was huge um and being able to go over to Melbourne with the subsidy from Snort Cash meant you know that we could put on our own shows and have the support of Snort not only the cast being with you but also the money yeah. <laughs> as well, you know <laughs> to help out um and also it when we um, first started, Eli and Nick Sampson and Rose Matafeo were all, um, and Joseph Moore were all working at Jono and Ben, and so gradually over the years, we just they just brought all their friends in. We made funny girls, you know, um, mm. and then it just kind of went from there. And now, you know, Rose Matafeo and Alice Sneddon yeah. are best mates, and they're making Starstruck for the BBC. Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> And it sort of, got, you know, we saw people like Chris Parker come through there, mm-hmm. Guy Montgomery, Coulda Forrester, you know, it was sort of a weekly place for them to be able to flex those yeah. you know, muscles. Do Are you worried about, does it leave a gap? You know, are you worried about, or do you think about, well, what about for the younger generation now coming mm-hmm. through in the early 20s and not having that sort of platform anymore? I think Snort made that platform for them. So we were, you know, constantly bringing in new people. Um, and now, you know, now that Snort has left that 10 p.m. basement slot, we've handed that space over to an improv group called Bull Rush, which is Bailey Pojing, um and uh, Anthony Crum and um, Josh Metcalf who are in Snort, they are in Bullrush, and now it's their turn to kind of take the stage, so to speak. And we've done our, I feel like we've done our job, you know. We've nurtured that generation of comedians and actors, and it's meant that all these other improv groups have popped up all over the show, which is just amazing. Like, I look at these young kids, you know, they've got boundless energy at 10 (laughs) p.m. on a Friday. (laughs) And I'm just like, ready for bed. Yeah, well, <laughs> ah, I can sleep well tonight, knowing the, the improv community is in safe hands. It's in safe hands. That's <laughs> so good. Well, this segment's all about sharing the love and shouting out to other projects. So, what have you seen or heard lately that's caught your attention? Great question. Um, I recently saw a comedy show by um, Emma Lang, who is a comedian. Um, I think she's based somewhere down near Queenstown, my bad if that's wrong. She started out, one of my best mates, um, Justine Smith, she started her out in comedy years ago, um, push, pretty much like physically pushed her on stage. Um, and she kind of um, stopped doing comedy, um, Emma Lang, um, and went and did like walking tours, I think. And this was her first show back. She's had brain cancer and it was her show about dealing with that Mm. and it was so physical and silly and just wonderful to see a woman um 
you know, a little bit older than me, um, making characters and confidence and um, just making a real silly show. Yeah. I found it really, really inspiring. It was so cool. It was awesome. Um, yeah. I've also, I don't know, we've kind of talked about this. I've been watching After the Party on yes, I've also, well, I'm waiting for the, the latest tonight. episode tonight to drop. It's it's so good. It's so it? good. It's one of those shows that. Um, so this is on TV on uh, TVNZ uh, on demand as well. It's one of those shows that you watch and then you find yourself throughout the week thinking about it uh-huh. and thinking about scenes and thinking about moments and going like. Um, that person's the baddest, or yes. are they? No, or are they? Oh no, because that person yeah. did that, and oh, it's... and for anyone who hasn't seen it, it centres around. Um, it's it's set in firstly, it's set in Wellington. It's set in present day, I guess, but it, it all hinges on this event that happened five years ago at a birthday party, and it. it, it it appears to be it would have been sort of sexual assault, and there was mm. underage, and then there was drinking, and all that sort of stuff. And it's related to the husband of the um, main character, played by Robin Malcolm. But it feels like everyone is a main character. Yeah. So everyone's got their version of events and their mm. version of yes. the story, and you don't know who you know. And because when there's alcohol in the mix as well, you think, oh well, did I did they misremember? Did they misremember? Yeah. And memories, you know, change yeah. over time. So there's all, and it's a, it's a, such a dilemma, isn't oh, it? And the acting is phenomenal. Yes. I also feel like it is a New Zealand show, but it's next level well, production wise. Production wise is amazing, and also the concept and the themes and the the, the, the struggles are very universal. Yeah. Aren't they? Yes. They just. They, yeah, we we I I just love that she plays this rather unglamorous woman. Yeah, who's sometimes a little bit unlikable. Like you go, why? She, did yeah, you just she's do a that? flawed character. She's, she's not flawed. perfect. Yeah. She's not morally perfect, and she eats cheese from a block. You know what a, what a queen. <laughs> Amazing. That's what I'm doing on my Friday nights now. <laughs> just red wine, red cheese from a block. <laughs> With a knife, yeah. with a knife on the coffee table. You know it. Well, before we go, you've chosen a song for us to play today, "Rivers" by the Swan Sisters, who are from Ototahi. Ototahi, yeah. It's a real theme here today. Have you chosen this one for any particular reason? Um, so, Swan Sisters is made up of Amy Grace and Amidia Grinnell, who um, listeners may know from her father, John Grinnell, um, and um, they are an in- incredible musicians in their own right, but um, they together are the Swan Sisters, and they just make beautiful music that I just adore, and I'm so very, very proud of my dear, dear friend Amy Grace slash Amy Straker, who makes this music and is a full-time mum and is just, I just respect her so much. So I love listening to this music and feeling inspired. Amazing. Well, here's Rivers by the Swan Sisters. Can you come around? Keep me company. Share our time just a little bit longer, baby, you and me. Can I hear your words that you say so gracefully? Find a clay drenched in sunlight we can make believe Fear in numbers, wasting time But you and I, we will fly Take my hand and hear my sighs Covering our voices and each 
letter sent with replies Wondering when next I'll see those eyes Like rivers Wondering when next I'll see those eyes Like rivers Falling down a hill oh, and landing in the way Listening to a recording of birdsong filling up our days Reading under trees the words that move the light Feeling now just a little bit warmer, trusting in the night Fear and numbers wasting time But you and I, we will fly Take my hand and hear my sigh Covering our voices and each letter sent with replies Wondering when next I'll see those eyes like rivers Wondering when next I'll see those eyes like rivers We're our biggest critic, I'm learning that as I grow old And everything that I was taught I need to rearrange So I'm told to trust in my inhibitions And live how I want to grow old And find the panic that I want to build in And make it home And make it home And make it home And make it home Fear it We will fly, take my hand and hear my sigh Covering our voices and each letter sent with replies Wondering when next I'll see those eyes like rivers Wondering when next I'll see those eyes like rivers Keep me company, share our time just a little bit longer, baby, you have-